listening to American Slacker Podcast with Matt Gertz and Jesse Landers. So yeah, what I was what I was talking about before is like they have two types of holiday uh, Starbucks cups, I guess. There's like a green one, and then there's another one, uh, the like green... a non-offensive one, and one with patterns. Well, I guess one's like I would say like a Thanksgiving or November or uh, yeah, November one, and then there's like a September one. It's or I'm sorry, a December one. December one. Okay. So. When I went to Starbucks today, because I was out of coffee and I wanted to go get like some whole bean ground coffee, uh, I saw that they had the green cups. So I was like, "Oh, cool! Like I want to like snag one of those um, and take a picture of it." So I maybe post it because I knew we were going to be talking a little bit about Starbucks today. And by the time that I got my coffee and my ground coffee, I walked out and went to my car and I looked when I when I was in my car and they gave me just a plain white cup like a plain white Starbucks cup that's really weird wait so they had two different themed cups and they gave you a plain one the one that's out right now for November was like the themed one it's like a green one that has like people's faces on it and it's supposed to be like a t- oh we come together sort of theme to the cup um, okay. and, and I wanted to get that one so I could get a closer look at it myself, you know. I had read up on a couple of their, like, holiday cups because it's always such a big deal. Um, yeah, controversial. Right. Um, so, yeah, I wanted the green one so I could, like, take a picture of it and, like, put it up on the American Slacker uh, podcast on Instagram uh, feed. And I got, I got ripped off. I didn't even get my... Uh, Green cup. I don't know if they just don't make it in the venti. Oh, that could be too. Yeah, maybe they don't make it in certain sizes. Because I did see you got a Trenty one day. I was like jealous of that. I was like, that's a whole lot of, a whole lot of cafe, you know. Yeah, I crashed hard after that one. Uh, I got that because they were out of venti cups. So they, for my iced coffee, they gave me a Trenta. I always, yeah, I always forget that's there. Like. Yeah, well, I'm I did. Feeling real froggy I did too. I get a venti, but dude, I've never crossed that threshold. That's like you should maybe only have half, and then put it in the fridge, trying to have it keep, and then like have the other half later, because <laughs> you're not going to be feeling well. I crashed real hard after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I tend to do that too. It's the case with any type of energy supplement, to be honest. Like. There's always the come down. Yeah, <laughs> the more sugar there is, the worse the drop. Well, we've had our caffeine tonight, and we are ready to get this episode rolling. Welcome to American Slacker. As always, I'm Matt. And I am Jesse. Yes, and we're going to get into the Starbucks to break the news, give you a little dose of caffeine. And we also have some we have some shout outs to do, don't we? Oh true, yeah. Let's start there. Yeah, yeah. Now that we have advanced statistics going on. Uh, we're getting technological people. We know who is out there, who's paying we attention to us. We know where you are. Us. 
We know uh, where you are. We don't know your house address or anything, but no. we, know, we know the general gist of the state that you're in. And yeah, country, we got apparently. We got some uh, listeners uh, in California, in my, where I'm located, which we yeah. appreciate you guys. Big shout out to California. Keep on keeping on, guys. Do your West yeah. Coast thing. And our other two most followers are on the East Coast. We have uh, New York and Massachusetts. Thank you, guys. Thank you. But there's scattered love everywhere. New Jersey was on there. Um, was Hawaii on there? Or am I wrong? You were the last one to look at it. They might have been. I'm not. I'm not sure. I know that we had a couple in like Utah, Virginia. So we're 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 looking out at you guys. We hear you, or we see Got you. Some international downloads going on. Yeah, one from the uh, from Austria and the Philippines, I think. So thanks thanks for listening, guys. It's really cool. Yeah. What is up? We're glad you're uh, welcoming us into your uh, geographic area. <laughs> if you guys want to keep an eye out later on this week, we uh, have a little bonus content coming out. Um, we were lucky. We had a guest early on in our first run of the show. Um, we recorded a few promo shows that we didn't end, we didn't end up airing. I mean, um, we held off for a little bit, designed a show a little different in way. And uh, but anyway, this is a really good show. Um, Evan yeah, Fazzola. we're excited about it. Yeah, we're de- he, and that's all you get. That's you all get you his, get. You get it, the name and a little little snippet like that. Stay, stay I've said too much. Till the listen to the end, we might say a little bit more. But he's yeah, that's that's probably all you're gonna get. Just look out, something's something's coming. Just a little bit. <laughs> and another another person that might have something coming is this guy who leaked. The new Starbucks Holiday Cup. Son of a bitch. How dare he? <laughs> I'm sure he, he's... That's classified, man. Yeah, that's... Classified uh, coffee information. It's, like we said before, uh, we are discussing the Holiday Edition cups that Starbucks puts out. Um, there's always like a little bit of controversy about what they're going to do, if they're going to make it holiday or if they're going to make it Christmas. Um, I don't know. You throw it out when you're done with it anyway, so <laughs> like yeah. does does it really matter all that much? Yeah, if you, I think we should you, be focused on more biodegradable things than the the design. I was just gonna say if you want it to be a Christmas cup, you can buy your own mug, you can bring it in, they have to fill it. And then yeah, you get they, your then you get a Christmas mug. But but wash it. Don't be one of those people that bring in a mug that's like kinda dirty and it's like ew. What the what right? the fuck is this? Like oh. So these new cups that are coming out for the holidays, uh, one of the Starbucks employees put up on uh, social media, I peeked with a picture of the new holiday cups. Okay. Okay, so he's taking a little gander in the back. A shipment just came in, and he found it. Yep. They broke into it and they put it out there. It's um, to describe it to you guys. I know I'll try and do it justice. It's uh, red cup, green logo in the center, uh, with like holly, I guess, and berries and birds and stuff like that in white on the red part. It it, it looks festive, I guess. It's festive, but not offensive. Yeah, I would say so. I, I yes. I, if anyone's offended by that cup, I would say that you need to relax. Yeah, yeah, calm down. There's no trees, none of the such. 
indicating an in- individual holiday or religion. Yeah, and uh, just to throw a little bit more info out there, some uh, s- some speculative flavors coming out possibly for the holiday season. Uh, f- fudge hot chocolate, eggnog, oh. eggnog latte. Not down with eggnog. Um, gingerbread latte. Okay. Uh, toffee nut latte. You're not doing it. I, I would do toffee nut. Two out of four. Two out of four. The first one's got me. I I know someone who would definitely do the eggnog latte, and I. The, but that's not up my alley either. No. No. Yeah. Fudge hot chocolate sounds good though. Sounds and gingerbread. Dang. And I try that. I would try toffee nut. Good. Gingerbread coffee in general is pretty good. Sugary as fuck, but once in a while it's good for it. Now, one thing you don't want to do is, like, order one of these gingerbread lattes, gulp it down, and then go into surgery. Oh, yeah, it might make you a little gaseous. Yeah, there's a reason they tell you not to eat or drink like what is it? Like twelve hours or twenty four hours? You know, I was thinking about surgery. this when you initially told me the headline to the story because we don't talk too much about the because we don't want to you know overdo it before the show. We want to get raw with it, but yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, come on. I we all like know what coffee does. It. She we couldn't all, avoid it. We all know what coffee does to the human digestive system. It speeds everything up. Like and brain. she liked her coffee light with a lot of milk. She was <laughs> lactose intolerant slightly. Why? Why do you keep adding half a gallon of milk to every coffee? <laughs> you know you're you like a little coffee it. with that milk. Oh man! So what we're getting at here, people, is there's a headline that comes to us from the Huffington Post: uh, "Woman farts during surgery, setting fire to laser in operating room." Yeah. <laughs> well, I you, mean, it is it is flammable, and a laser, I would imagine, could definitely ignite. You can't fart during surgery. I mean, I, I guess I can't blame her. She's probably under an anesthesia. I'm guessing. Well, she, she you know, she snuck a coffee. That's what it was. It's got to be. So yeah. doctors believe the patient passed gas that was then ignited by a laser that they were using to perform surgery on the woman's cervix. Whew. It set fire to uh, the, like, area that she was, like, stationed in, and she ended up suffering some pretty bad burns to her body. Uh, So she went in to get her cervix operated on. She ended up getting, like, third-degree burns because of a fart that set off a laser. Like, I often often wonder. That's embarrassing. I walk around and wonder. You know, what's going to do me in? What What is it? Am I going to get hit by a car I don't see coming? Is there something that's going to fall on my head? Like, it's like, but a fart that sets a off fart a laser. And laser during surgery. It's going to, no, that's never going to cross anybody's mind. It might now, though, that they've heard. Yeah, I, I mean, I know I'm not going to be eating chili before surgery, you know. Take heed, people. Do not fuck around and eat or drink. What they tell you not to do before surgery or any procedure medically. Maybe this maybe this was a, a burrito news that we maybe she had a burrito beforehand. Oh man. Are burritos behind this? I don't want to know because that would mean another that would chalk another one up to the negative side for burrito stories. Very we need true. more positives. This took place in uh Tokyo though, so maybe it's a sushi burrito. 
Oh, well, there's a lot of fucking crazy things they eat, so I can imagine there's... Would, would you eat a sushi burrito? Yeah, dude, hell yeah, I'd try it once. Try anything once now, man. Right? And they look good. It's something that I've been I've been wanting to try recently. Yeah, dude, especially when it took wave over the summer, I feel like. It was on social media all over. It was like, what the fuck is this? When sushi meets the burrito. Right? Uh, when I was in L.A., I had Korean tacos. That was really good, too. Oh, I could imagine. Um... Korean barbecue meat in there? Yeah, I believe so. That's that's, that's what I dang. got. There was like you could pick Ooh. a couple of different Crispy shell? Like, things. Yeah, it was like, like a, a rice was, shell. Yeah, it was almost like yeah, a wonton kind before. of thing. They're really good. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh man. But <laughs> we're not talking about food. We can't get sucked into this hole because if we start before. the people, if you've been listening to our podcast, you know if we get going about food, we just keep going about food. See, the problem is you made sure to eat. Now I'm hungry. So now I'm thinking about food right now. I'm like, you got, hmm. You got to keep drinking beer. You got to keep drinking the beer to fill that hole. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to the beer after. Definitely. Next up. I mean, Bruce. do you, News. like, let me just pitch, let me pitch a scenario to you. Would you be able to wrestle a panda right now? Um, I'd give it my best, but I think pandas are pretty fucking muscular, so I don't know if I'd have a chance. Well, this guy decided to wrestle a panda in order to impress some ladies that he was with. This happened in a, at a zoo in China. Comes to us from CBS News. Oh, well, that's that's logical. I mean, the things you got to do to get a woman these days, am I right? <laughs> hey, ladies. Uh, should I wrestle that panda? And they're probably like, no, don't, don't do it. And he's like, I'm, I'm going to get, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go wrestle that panda. I'm just imagining he's there. a sociopath and the, the ladies were like, oh, look at that panda. He's so cute. He, he's probably so strong. And he was like, oh yeah, he's strong. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hopped in j- there to prove it macho man style. It's a jealous rage that that yeah. drove this man. He's like, uh, so, so he ju- he jumps in. He goes to, like the panda's snapping. So first off, don't oh. poke, don't poke the bear. Remember, the pandas are bears. People don't poke the panda while he's napping. Come on. Well, you know what? Maybe this guy was trying to. Maybe he heard my uh, calls for people to start wrestling bears. And he just thought Panda was the oh, one that I meant right. to go after. I told after. you this would happen. <clears throat> ah, people, don't don't wrestle the bears. This I'm asking for something officiated, something that we can have refs in, in an octagon situation. Where this the animals is not cared what we're for, the for. humans are cared for. Yeah, unsanctioned zoo fights are not what we're aiming towards. <laughs> not at all. This guy went about it the wrong way. He needs to get waivers from He's the lucky bear. to be alive. To survive an encounter with a panda like that, I mean. Yeah, there's it, many ways a panda could attack. I mean, they basically know Kung Fu. <laughs> yeah, I've seen the movies. I haven't heard the rumors. So this pa- the whole the whole thing kind of plays out where he goes up to the sleeping panda, latches onto his uh, leg, and just kind of oh, starts trying sneak to... sneak attack. Tries to start to like roll and tuck onto his leg and like just kind of pull him to the ground. The guy gets sleeping, free. sleeping, sleeping. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, got me on that one. Uh, 
So he uh, gets his leg free from out from under this panda, and he ends up like booking it away from the panda. But I think the panda got the best of him. Oh yeah, I'd say. I'd say most of. The, I'd say probably eighty five percent of the time the panda's gonna get the best of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say more. Yeah, that's that's a. You're in his fucking dome. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, he scouted he, that he whole was fucking in his house enclosure where he was sleeping. And you just stepped in there, challenging come him to me in his ring. While I'm sleeping, and you poke me and kick me, I'll latch onto your leg. I'm just like a panda. Exactly. Don't fuck with me while I'm fucking sleeping. Well, another story that we have that comes to us from China is a story about uh, people who are driving with their headlights on. Who get pulled over for it? They're they're oh, being yeah. they're being subjected <laughs> to an unusual punishment, is what I would call it. Oh yeah, it is quite unusual. Kind of the, practical, would you say? I don't know. It's like uh, you're, I you're, I asked I asked around punishment type deal. I, I asked around and people weren't as uh, offended by it as as I was. I thought it was a little uh, rash, you know, the uh, punishment. So what are these people doing wrong, and what are they getting punished with? They're uh, leaving their high beams on while driving past people, and when they get pulled over for it, they get a ticket for about 36 pounds, which I'm guessing is roughly like 40 or $35. Um, and they are subjected to... <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's not too bad, but then they are subjected to a minute of blinding headlights that they're forced to stare into. And there's the catch. Yeah, that's, uh, it's fucked up. It's, yeah. You're, you're blinded to, you think they're a bad driver before, they're going to be, like, completely, like, you're destroying some of the parts of their eyes, you know? Yeah, they're going to leave the uh, ticket process and crash on the way home. They're not going to be Thanks. able to see their dashboard and know whether or not their <laughs> headlights are on or not. Well, eye for an eye. I guess. <laughs> oh, man. Well, our last story comes to us from the uh, batshit crazy department, I guess, is where I would categorize it. Oh, I like it already. All right. So you're working at a, like, convenience hardware kind of store, and it's like a slow day, you know? Okay. And you're chilling at the counter. Doing and some, inventory. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. I'm at the counter. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, you're like pricing stuff with the gun while you're kicking back, and there's not many customers. You see some guy walk in. He's beelining it straight for the bolt cutters. Well, it, he could just be up to a normal project. Um, yeah. He could be cutting chains to do something. I don't know. You, you never know. Tool for yeah. anything. I'm I'm not assuming anything yet. Doing chain link, he needs to cut some chain link. He's laying fencing. Who know? Who knows? Know. Nothing. Nothing crazy. So then he takes said bolt cutters that he finds in the electrical aisle. Which I don't know why the bolt cutters are in the in the electrical aisle. Um, and he chops off his big toe. Okay, this takes a twist. Yeah, definitely. And then he takes it and he eats it. All right, this takes a hard turn. <laughs> now, do you want some sauce with that nugget? I, I was going to say that car flipped with the turn that that took. 
Yeah. All right. So we went from self-mutilating to self-cannibalism. Yeah. Maybe it was just... Bo- we, we were theorizing a hangnail. Yeah, true. We were talking about that before. <laughs> he, he really was just after the hangnail, and he accidentally clips way too much, took off his toe, and it's still bothering him. Right? It's, it's like no that phantom what. toenail that, like, oh, now I can't do anything about it. Oh. If I throw it in the trash, I'll be thinking about it while I try to sleep. Yeah, just can't he, have that. Like I'm one. I'm picturing chicken wing is like how he like sort of went about it. Like you got to eat it around, not like a drumstick, but like an actual just wing. Kind of gnawing at it like a little bit. <laughs> right. And he's like, oh man, I wish I had a drumstick. That'd be one of the littler toes, I would assume. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. So I don't know. That's kind of drumsticky. The big toe. So yeah, this this comes to us from the UK. Um, we basically You're wild they, out there, people. One eyewitness said uh, a man went into Wilkinson's Haymarket, went upstairs to the electrical aisle, picked up some bolt cutters, chopped off his big toe, and stood eating it. I'm impressed he was standing. Well, you know, oh, that's yeah, mean balancing toe, keeping your form. Whoa, yeah, and he's new at that too. Yeah, it's, right? Yeah. He's a quick learner, like he had experience, guy. definitely. He's a quick he's, learner. He's, a, and, he's, a, he's an adapter. And driven. And driven. Definitely a driven Damn, guy. Damn, he's a... He, man, if, if we didn't require 10 toes for the green team, he'd be admitted. Yeah, it, that is a requirement. You have to have 10 toes, or if you are missing a toe, 11 fingers. Because that's the only way you can make up the difference for that. The toll has to be paid. Absolutely. 20 digits total. (laughs) So that's uh, that's it for the news. That's uh, what we got. Crazy people eating toes. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do it. Just don't do it. So, breaking from that lovely story, it just seems fitting that we should go to breaking technology. Alrighty, so I'm gonna start this out. Um, I found a cool little device that's coming. It's out actually. Um, it's called the Cube by RIF6, so Rift6. Now you can find this at rift6.com. It's available right now for $299. Now what it is is it's a two-inch squared cube, and it can project a 120-inch display from your smartphone, from any any device really. Um, it actually comes with all the cables you would need to hook up an iPhone or Android or even a laptop. It lasts for about 90 minutes, so you might want to, you know, carry a backup battery because that's about, you know, one normal movie. What uh, does it plug into the phone, or it takes like its own battery? Um, it has its own battery, the individual battery. Okay. Um, but I'm assuming you can plug it in and you know bring a battery backup to keep it charged for longer for longer movies that. Yeah, see the ninety-minute runtime. That's a really device, that's man. A, that's really tiny too. I'm thinking, man, about five ounces. It's crazy and projects a ten-foot screen, like in your pocket. You know, you could throw it in your bag and just have it for if you're hanging out camping one time and you want to project that on the top of your tent when you're you know going to bed. Yeah, that's a that's amazing. Um, I had a projector that would hook up to my Xbox when I was younger, but it was like the size of the Xbox. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was huge, right? Yeah. Yeah. Two inches by two inches. And also, if you don't want to play off your phone or anything, you can throw a micro SD card in there with the file on there, and it'll play it automatically off of that. Nice. So you just, like, so. pop a movie onto the SD card, throw it in, in the actual projector itself? Yeah. You can have a devoted entertainment system if you get, like, you know, a 100 gig micro SD card and throw it in there and then run a run the power cord to an external uh, battery supply. You could have a little entertainment system on the go there. That's, that's badass right there. Yeah, yeah, and you uh, just plug it, you know, bring in, like, a you can hook up to a Bluetooth um, speaker setup, or you can plug it in the auxiliary cord as well. And what what was that one called? No, this is the Cube by Riff 6. Okay. And it's actually available right now, five days. You can have it right to your doorstep from them. Do we know a price? $299. Okay. I said that that's, before. That's not, said that that's before, not terrible. Come on. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, just in case people are wondering if they ended up, like, hearing all that and being like all right i'm sold true, what is it true. they yeah, they got nice. it now it's also nice. i'm it's i'm wondering because yeah. i yeah <laughs> yeah the thing's damn cool man um i really really am interested in it it's a little steep but who knows like i'd like to see some reviews i gotta look deeper into the reviews see what it's about it's a definitely it's a new piece of technology um there's actually another one that's a little bigger but this one was more entertaining to me the kit it comes with is amazing comes with like a tripod that's adjustable and it's it's just meant to take everywhere with you case everything every cord you can need like i said for any device it's ready to go that's so cool now you have your device you know your laptop your ipad especially your cell phone you you know you might be worried somebody might get into your device right i mean if you leave it somewhere you know worried about leaving it unlocked they might get your credentials get your yeah. uh, your banking info, whatever you, you know, you might have in your phone. We have everything on our phones these days, right? Yeah, security is always like a big, a big like staple for uh, devices these days. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I always forget my phone places. I'll put it down and I'll forget it, man. Yeah, um, that's and sometimes the worst fear. Your standard lock might not be enough for somebody who actually knows ways around it. So, what do they have now? Um, I found this device. It's called Every Key, and. Um, Basically, it's a little it's a little device that you keep in your pocket. You can put it on your keychain, and it has a Bluetooth encryption that's military grade. And now, what happens is you download it on your phone, you download it on your computer, any device you might have. And as soon as you're within a three meter radius of that object, it automatically will unlock any site or any password you might have. Um, it's so user friendly. And also, they're moving on to other things. They have door locks that are compatible with this as well. Um, so as soon as you walk oh, home wow. and you're coming towards your door, it unlocks. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. And there's plans to extend it to other things like you know gun safes or whatnot. Like anything you might be able to lock, there's going to be a, an eventual development for that. That's that's awesome. So as long as you're in a specific radius of whatever the other part of this key. Is and it is it uh, ha, is it powered off battery? Or? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a it's a little thing that you plug in. Um, I don't know actually the runtime. I didn't check the runtime of that thing. But um, I'm, I'm sure it's for a while. If people it's are going really to be using small, it for like their house Bluetooth, it's probably going to last a long time before you need to recharge it. I'm sure you'll get a couple of days out of it. Yeah, that's that's really neat. Available at everykey.com, available uh, different packages, different prices for different units. Check it out if that's something that might interest you. Really By the way, cool. 
we aren't sponsored by any of these. We're just kind of throwing them out there as really cool things, but we're not sponsored yet. yet. If anyone wants to send us anything, we are more than happy to receive your awesome gifts. And advertise whatever you might have. Get at us on Instagram. Send us a DM. <laughs> Hit us in the DM. <clears throat> so, continuing the phone trend here. Um, the next thing I have is a secret bracelet. Now, it's uh, C-I-C-R-E-T. Um, you can find it at C-I-C-R-E-T.com. Um, it's still in the funding process. Don't donate because they said they've had the um, they've met their, their goal. Um, we should see this thing coming out in the springtime. But what it is is it's a bracelet that can basically mirror your cell phone onto your forearm with Whoa. a micro HD projector. Furthermore, it just it doesn't just mirror the screen. It has about um, eight motion tracking devices in it to catch you as you tap and use your forearm as a touchscreen. That's really cool. So, instead of going to reach for your phone and text somebody back, you can text right there. Boom, boom, boom. It's waterproof, so you can just have your phone right outside the pool or the hot tub or the tub, whatever. It's, so you st- you still have to have your phone. This device just pairs with it. Yes, yes. You still have to have your phone. It's not a phone on its own. Which, who knows? You know, give it another five years. Right. But it it looks amazing. Um, they say they have the prototype ready to go. Their goal is to ship out in spring of 2017. Which I want to. I'm always a wait till the first wave comes out review type of guy. Like, I want to see... I don't care about the prototype. I want to see the actual civilian release model, if that's what you might call it. (laughs) Yeah, it's the same way with video games. That's kind of how I treat it. I I wait for the first, like, kind of wave of it to go out. Because you never know. There's always bugs. Always bugs. It could be a complete bogus operation where you get it, and it doesn't do anything like it says. It's an old digital-looking screen. (laughs) Same with, same with same uh, with iOS systems. Mm. Whenever True. they uh, put one out, a big one, you got to be careful. You might want to wait on it because they'll put out another one. Always seems like it messes something up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so moving on from that, we're gonna get to some more serious tech shit. All right. Um, so everybody's talking about. Clean energy these days, okay? Um, you know, we're going through the climate crisis. Leo's got his own film about that now. It's pumping out. I've seen shit about it all the time. <laughs> I missed uh, DiCaprio. Through National Geographic, he confronts Obama in it, apparently. But anyway. Really? He slaps so, him? <laughs> yeah, totally. He slaps him like a little bitch, and he says, why aren't you going towards the green initiative? He gets him by the why? cuff. Did you not collar. see what I did to that bear? Yeah, oh, the Revenant. Watch that on the plane. That was great. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a yeah, that's a good movie. Highly inaccurate. We will talk about that one episode. I swear, but fucking good film. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's got Leo in it. Come on. But so anyway, go back to to going to green energy. <coughs> Tesla. Tesla. Not Tesla Motors. Although, Tesla Motors we like, and we will get to possibly, just possibly. But Tesla Energy 
has developed what we call the power wall. And what it is, is a lithium ion battery that's rechargeable and it's energy storage for the basic household or the small business. So, uh, so we're talking backup generator. Basically, but no gas required. Now there's other types of power cells like this, but they're bulky and they look like car batteries chained together and they're very, very expensive. The power wall defeats both of these it's a very sleek unit. It looks beautiful like anything Tesla. And it's very small compared to the idea of like multiple chain batteries that look like car batteries against your wall. You know, with maybe a, some type of fascia hiding them. Right. If you have this alone, you can basically, the idea is that you can take power during the nighttime when power is cheaper. Um, and use it during the prime time in the evening. Okay? Okay. But, say you have solar power. That's where you can really take the benefit of it. You can back up and you can potentially take all of your... your you can get off the grid this way. Now, you can, you can stack them. You can put multiple batteries for whatever your needs are. If you need more power, um, you use a lot of energy, you have a bigger house, whatever you might need. And they also are now... They have a power pack, which is... Uh, there's the power wall, which is for houses and small businesses. The power pack is an industrial size. It's a giant fucking thing. Oh, but, wow. It can do crazy amounts of power. Um, again, it's for warehouses, factories, pretty big places. Okay. But if you don't want to use these as power cells to take from the grid, you had these solar tiles, right? Well, well, you have solar panels. Sorry, as I go ahead of myself, solar panels are kind of ugly. You know, you gotta sometimes you put them on your roof. You you have to have them hanging above your your actual roofing, or you, right. you have to put them in your yard on a stand. And they're very fragile too. They're very fragile. They break real easy. Well, again, Tesla's at it. Recently, they came out with the Tesla solar tile, which doesn't look like a goddamn solar panel at all. <laughs> no, not Honestly, at all. It's one of the most intriguing inventions that I've seen in a while. Um, basically, there's four different designs that have come out. Um, well, that will come out. It's available in the next year. You'll be able to order this. Not cheap, just so you know. Um, from what I've seen, the average cost is probably going to be around $70,000 to get these tiles installed, not including the power wall, okay? Um, that'll be a separate cost, which the power wall is actually, it's not too crazy. The power wall is about um, $5,500, the power wall too, which is new. It's way more okay. advanced. It could, it could do double the power of the power wall one. That's, that's not bad. It's not bad, but the roof is going to be $70,000. But the reason it's going to be $70,000 is... Elon Musk guarantees a 50-year lifespan at least on him. Um, you better like the place tests. you're at. Yeah, exactly. Better than any roofing um, roofing job that you have. You know, um, They've done tests with kettlebells, dropping kettlebells onto these tiles. They've held up better than any other porcelain or type I saw of that. glass the, tile uh, that you might have. They had like the terracotta roof and then the slate tiles and then the those ones and they were dropping kettlebells on them and yeah. it held up. That was, that was the same cool. roofs that they make imitations of that look beautiful. And now it's all an illusion of the eye too. It's funny because of the angle of the roof. What happens is if you're right up on it, you can you can see a little bit of the where the panel is itself that absorbs the energy. But when you're back at any distance from an angle it carries the color so you can't tell at all so these things you could walk past houses all the time and in fact at the press conference where he released these people didn't even realize they were in a neighborhood where the whole neighborhood had these tiles oh that's awesome 
Yeah, it comes in four variations in multicolors, and uh, they're honestly one of the greatest inventions ever. And Elon has said that with this combined with the Powerwall 2, you can get off the grid completely. That's really so cool. Completely renewable green energy, and it'll pay itself off it's essentially. Because, I mean, we all know energy is fucking expensive. The more you right. use, you know... And and if like all of the houses kind of switch over to this, eventually you get a surplus of energy. I'd imagine. Yes, and that's the benefit, man. Is you get to pay back where they'll hold credits for you, um, or even pay you if you no longer need credits. If you are off the grid completely, you can make money off of it. It's a pretty sweet deal. It's a pretty damn sweet deal, man. Thinking ahead, thinking about the earth, thinking about the people, man. We could use a little more of that, couldn't we? Yeah, that and exhaust is always, like, shitty. Pollution's always shitty. All together, yeah. <clears throat> exactly. Let's get off fossil fuels. Like, sounds hippie-ish, but it's the truth. Like, not to that and these cars, run out eventually anyway. That and these cars they're making are fast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, is that We're talking about that later, though, right? Well, yeah, we're going to get into that later. I'll. It, I, it's a mix-up subject, but... Let's start out. Let's go back in history. I'm done with the tech segment. Let's uh, let's talk about two of the most influential people that have ever existed in this world. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start out with the man that the uh, inventions are n- named for. We're talking about Nikola Tesla. He was born in 1856, died in 1943. He was Serbian American, and he rivaled Edison. For most of his life, uh, over whether or not his power AC DC battle. Yep, that's where the band name comes from. Is exactly all, AC alternating current was uh, an idea that um, Nikola Tesla had when he was working for Edison, and Edison actually kind of screwed him over. He he said, "Oh, you know, if you." It, Tesla came to him and said, like, oh, I have a way more efficient way of going about doing this. And he goes, okay, yeah, you you invent that new way of doing it, and uh, I'll give you 50 grand, which is, like, over a million dollars in today's standards. Yeah, hey, oh, that's a shit ton of money back then. So he invents I'm going to Paris money. Yeah, seriously. He uh, <laughs> invents a alternating, uh, way of harnessing alternating current, and he outdoes the problem with edison's direct current was every two miles they needed a station like a power station where they could like process uh, i'm no scientist we got to get al back on but uh, he would explain this really good i i i I know the concept a little bit too you're you're on yeah so so there were power there were these power stations every two miles and that was profitable for uh the companies that uh edison was like investing with and whatnot uh yeah, the more the more it requires, the more work, the more money. Yep. Um, so he invented the new way. He got screwed over, and he was like, "Well, screw you! I'm gonna go work on my own stuff." And he started uh, putting through patents for like uh, the induction motor, the alternating current induction motor, um, and the the war of the currents started, where basically uh, there was a lot of propaganda back and forth between Edison and Tesla. Uh, Edison said that uh, alternating current was 
dangerous and he, he actually electrocuted animals publicly. An elephant, and, most famously, yeah, that you can yeah, actually go famously. on YouTube and find the disturbing footage of this madman that we worship. <laughs> yeah. So he uh, he was kind of pulling some crazy stunts to try and slander uh, Tesla, yeah, but Tesla he was to prove it. Yeah, te- Tesla w- was like not going to let him just show him up. He ended up doing his own little stunts where he was lighting up light bulbs while like electricity was arcing from the Tesla coils on either side of him, which is something that he had made. So if you've ever heard the term Tesla coil, that's something that's. Uh, can be uh, traced back to him. The uh, The man ended up winning the War of the Currents because we now use uh, alternating current. You don't see power stations every two miles uh, with uh, running like along our power lines. Um, also, cars, uh, the J.P. Morgan ended up um, working with him a lot uh, later in his career. He ended up selling patents for motors that used uh, alternating current, and he also ended up doing a lot of <clears throat> a lot of work to try and provide free energy, which we were talking about earlier. Yeah, he wanted to bring free free energy to the mass, which I mean, why not? Well, it's not profitable. That's why the people that it's were not funding me money. Yeah, the people that were funding him weren't too happy about that. They were trying to, uh, they were like, well, you know, uh, we can't really make money if we just give people energy wirelessly and free, which is something that he was really interested in doing. Uh, But also, one thing that's notable to mention about Tesla is he never wrote anything down. He liked to do a lot in his head. And so when he died, a lot of stuff that could have been like world changing died with him oh yeah a lot well and also when he died the fbi declared all of his papers top secret and seized them all well that's because he was trying to make a death ray well he did succeed he made an x-ray gun that developed a photo of people that he could like aim at people and it would develop a photo (laughs) <laughs> he will I don't know because I also found stuff talking about him wanting to make like a big death ray like something he said would end he said it would end world wars because he would give one to every country and he he was talking about like some sort of out? some well he's thinking like you know it would ensure mutual destruction so no one would do anything Kind of like how the Cold War worked in a way. And that was in the 1800s. So he was always like a forward thinker, no matter what the topic was. Developed the the first radar system. I mean, he is a fucking genius. He worked with um, the, I guess, Energy Commission or uh, J.P. Morgan and Westinghouse Electric to develop the first hydroelectric dam in uh, Niagara, off the Niagara Falls. Another alternative energy, too. Yep. So he's uh, that's that's Tesla. He's uh, he did some pretty cool things. He's definitely worth noting. Uh, a rival of Edison, who we, we all learn about being the father of electricity. But he's more like the. Uh, it's more like what would be a good MMA match if we were to say like Tesla versus Edison. Tesla versus Edison. That's a pretty good rivalry, man. That's a hard. That's like one of the iconic ones. So, what about, like, Mighty Mouse versus someone? 
I would think no, Mighty dude, Mouse. No, is, that's not. No, no, that's like it's a higher caliber than that, man. It's I like more say. of a heavyweight or a. Well, it could even be a, a McGregor Diaz, like oh, brutal, like fucking. There's okay. some crime under there. There's some fucking. Oh, I fucking hate this guy. Okay, really I can see that. Fucking want to kill this guy, like dude. That's these guys now, had it out for each other. Like, now, what, who who's who in that though? Is Diaz? Uh, uh, Diaz is is Tesla. Is, that's what I was thinking too. Diaz would and have Edison to be Tesla. Is, the, is McGregor the showboat? Like, yep, yeah, totally. Like, fuck you. You know who I am. <laughs> that and the mustache. Edison, Thomas. Didn't he? Didn't uh, he? Connor have a mustache for a little while. Yeah, he still does. He thinks he's cool with his little mini lumberjack beard. Yep, that's definitely an Edison move. An Edison beard mustache. I could see him with like a little dirt stash or like some some fucking stubble creeping up on him, <laughs> getting mouthy. Oh, yeah. He's feeling like a total badass down at the local pub. <laughs> you know who I am? I'm Thomas Edison. Just like pushing people off stools. They're like, you say that every fucking night. Get out of here. You're drunk. Yeah, that's that's definitely an Edison move. God, show of well, force. <laughs> show of force show of force it always works why not peace doesn't cut it show next, of force next time you guys are going out to the bar just barge in you kick that door in As if it's a pole door then you gotta just whip that shit you kick the first person you see on a stool off of it and you demand Fucking that the hard kick you demand that the next person at the bar buys you a beer that's that's your move. If you want to be unless like Edison, they want to kick. Yeah, unless like if you want what that guy got, you, you better <laughs> buy, buy me a beer, beer right now. You buy me a beer, and then you yeah. tell him your preference. No, you let them guess, and if they get it guess. wrong, if they get it wrong. They get a kick. They're getting you drink kicked it off because anyway you don't you're let gonna, alcohol go to waste. You're just gonna go down the line, and you're gonna be like, "You next, order me a beer." <laughs> All this beer talk, man. I'm loving okay, beer. we'll get to we'll get to it. We've been drinking this this whole podcast. Sampling around, it's sampling we, too. We, we went shopping. We went shopping the other day. Ooh, we got some good ones. But all right, so let's let's go from the the old ages. Let's get to the modern fun shit. So, kind of in weird relation from That's time travel to the guy that owns a company named Tesla. Oh yes, we're talking about Elon Musk. Oh yeah. Entrepreneur, engineer, inventor, investor extraordinaire, okay? Guy who now, made the lighter that I own. Yes, exactly. Yeah, the little Tesla coil lighter. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's always dabbling in some weird fucking shit. Um, it's such an extraordinary character. Again, we're we're sticking to just some highlights, guys. Um these people are fucking amazing. You should really look into some documentaries on these guys. They're fucking the people that have changed the earth for better. Yeah. Now, Elon, um, he was born in South Africa in 1971. He's only, uh, what, 45 right now. Pretty young guy. He's already made a huge dent into the earth. Um, he was born to a model mother and an engineer father. That's a good combo. Got a good gene set there going on. You couldn't ask for a better combination. You couldn't. You really couldn't, man. I feel like you got a little bit of the looks, and then you got the brains. Right? So, from birth, he was a very, very smart child, man. Um, And in fact, at 10 years old, IBM tested him. 
And they found out that he had the highest aptitude they had ever seen for computer programming. At wow. 10 years old. So already just showing such potential. And then at 12 years old, he taught himself computer programming because he was surpassing a lot of what his teachers around him. He ended up creating a game at 12 years old called Blaster and sold it for 500 bucks. That's cool. So, so that's 1983. So that's a good chunk of change for a 12-year-old. Yeah, oh yeah. You put that away, you save it until you're 45, and then you own Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll get to there. He, he moves around a little bit. So. Oh, there's more? There's more in between? He moves to Canada. Okay. So he, he migrates from his home to South, from South Africa, goes to Canada. Okay. Okay. And gets citizenship there. Um, and then after some time, at 19, he goes and gets accepted to university at Pennsylvania. Um, he does time there for physics, which, uh, you know, he's, he's a big nerd. He ends up uh, graduating, and then he goes to California to start graduate studies. Again, in physics, especially in space exploration. Okay. Okay. But it doesn't last long. He drops out after just two days. Oh, wow. But this is the era of the internet boom. and This is like where you see entrepreneurship come into play again for the first time in a long time. Um, people can make a living off of this new technology, this, new, this whole new slice of life. So, it's not long before he starts his first company called Zip2. Now, what Zip2 was, it was a company that provided online newspapers with maps and business directories. Very simple, but it made him, some chunk, it made him a chunk of change. He ended up selling this company in 1999 for 307 million, which he got to profit 22 million personally for. Wow! Okay. So he so he's he's just made 22 million dollars off of that. 22 million dollars in 1999, and uh, and he's what age? Uh, 1999. Like in his 20s. Been drinking some, so I'm not the best. He's in his 20s. 20, 20, 20, 20 something. 28, right? Wow! Before he's right? 30. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, before he's 30, he's already a millionaire. <laughs> yeah, um, multi. So, Oof. he takes that money and he goes into a business called XCOM, X.com, which becomes something you might know called PayPal. Ah, okay. So, this man's already behind one of the most influential pay sites of time. Okay? Um, you still use it today. Well, back then, man, it was such a game changer. That's in a time where it's, like people were selling and still, like, you'd have to mail a check. So it was a slow process to get paid and send out things. Pain in the ass. You're talking one of the first digital processes to actually pay a balance. You know? Wow. Made selling and buying way easier. Um, which he ended up selling that to eBay for $1.5 billion dollars. Which Damn. you know he had to, again he has to split with you know the rest of the the co-owners and the rest of the board and all that so he pocketed 180 million this time. Wow. Yes. So it's a big now, jump up from the last one. That he's he sold. jumping. He's jumping. So you got all this money, man, and I mean, what are you gonna do? You're gonna you might buy some cars, you might buy some houses. You know, it's gonna get old, but you might spend your money on. He didn't do much of that at all, actually. In 2002, he took that money and he founded Space Exploration Technologies, which SpaceX. SpaceX. Okay. Ooh, I like SpaceX. Which SpaceX is the first personal space firm to actually break orbit, and uh, you know it took four attempts to get there. Um, 
2008, they actually finally, their fourth rocket was a success. The morning after, they landed a $1.6 billion contract with NASA. Damn. Yeah, which at, at the time was kind of a weird thing because um, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. In 2004, Musk jumped in and started funding Tesla and became a co-founder. Okay. Um, and he really took it from becoming like an idea to actually becoming a car company. Now he you, the brains. you, I was going to say, you had mentioned something earlier when we were talking before the uh, show about how Tesla almost wasn't called Tesla, right? Because it wasn't owned well, by Elon Musk, as you just said. Yeah. Tesla was, uh, uh, okay. So Tesla was co-founded by two different guys. Okay. And it, it wasn't. Elon Musk I wasn't either guy. Okay, it, it was these uh, other guys who had been developing this uh, this technology. Martin Ebert and Mark Tappanen were the original guys that financed the company, actually. Okay, and then and then um, Elon had gotten in on it once they had like built it up a little bit. Yeah, he got in a little bit of a tiff with Ebert. And uh, it, it resulted with him being kicked out of the company, and that's when Elon technically became a co-founder. Oh, wow. Yeah, but they were actually... Uh, who the hell were they? Oh, man, I'm forgetting who they were. They had another scientist that was up in name. Do you remember who we were talking about? They were between... Um, they were between Tesla... Oh, it was Mark uh, Marconi? Or no, Faraday. 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 Faraday, which you might know from the Faraday cage. Yes, we were talking about this, and... Uh, you know, something that can protect you from an EMP. <laughs> yeah. The first dude to realize he can manipulate... Crumble, crumble aluminum foil around your credit cards. Yes, protect yourself. Put it around your head so people can't read your thoughts. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, so that little NASA bid, though, saved... actually It actually saved Tesla from bankruptcy. They were about to go bankrupt at the same exact moment. So as soon as that NASA bid came through from SpaceX, he took a little bit of that money and paid off the debt from Tesla, kept them in, in the business, which at this time, Tesla first produced a model called the Roadster, which was a, it was a cool car. It was the first sexy electric car. Um, and it could go 200 miles on a charge, which was unheard of at the time. Um, yeah, that's, cars, that's pretty far. Most cars at that time were, you know, maintaining the 100 at most, and, uh, this car looked good. It was fast. You know, it was, it was a whole new breed. Um, but after the bankruptcy came through, like they beat bankruptcy, they came out with the Model S, man, which the Model S is just one of the best cars. I've, I want one so bad, but I just don't have a hundred grand to drop on a Tesla. <laughs> yeah, that's, so, uh, that's a little above my pay grade at, at this moment. So, the first car, they had to reuse a couple parts from other car companies. It was part Lotus. You know, there was a couple pieces from other car companies. So it wasn't hey, exactly their whole brand. Part, part, lo- part Lotus is not the worst you could get. It could be yeah, part... That's where it looked sexy. It was a could be part Saturn, you know? <laughs> Literally. Hence the name. Um, so the te- they had the money. They were like, fuck it. We're going to design one from the ground up this time. The Model S, the third fastest car in production... Wow. 2.8 seconds to 0 to 60 for an electric car. Does not have a transmission. Well, it has a transmission, but it's a single gear. So it does not shift. That's the beautiful thing about it. Now, would that... I know a lot of cars, like I drive a standard. Uh, the The clutch and the transmission are like one of the worst things to have go 
in terms of repairs. Would, yes. would something like this cut down on the amount of wear and tear that you would see on those parts? Exactly. exactly. Nice. Oh, man. The, well, you're talking way less mechanisms going and interacting with... And Tesla's common theory, like, he, like, avoids friction. <laughs> okay. Which we'll see in another invention that's coming up, too. Um, so, the motor is based off of the motor you were talking before. You know, that alternate current motor. It's, it's yep. just a modernized monster version of it, man. And it turns this car into a boost, okay? That's why we covered that, guys. Yes. People, people, Ladies and guys that are listening. Ladies and guys. Ladies and gents. Ladies and dudes. Dudettes and dudes. We're, dr- we're drinking, guys. We're drinking. Yeah, well, it's funner. It's funner this way. You know. Uh, the Tesla S scored a 5 out of 5. On Fuck the, the yes. The safety test, man. Which, uh, it's the first. Um, it's a beautiful I- fucking car inside and out. It's sleek. It, but, you know, the thing is, a lot of people don't have the 100K. Well... Right. They're coming out with something more affordable. They're going to mass produce now, and they're going to make the Model 3, which we could see as early as late 2017. The balling on a budget model. Oh, yeah, dude. It's still a fucking Tesla, 250 miles to the charge, 0 to 60 in under 3 seconds still. Uh, and so it's you, still fucking quick. It's fucking. It's thirty five thousand dollars. That's ridiculous. And uh, what, uh, when we were checking earlier, it was what a thousand down to reserve one. You can actually reserve one right now. Granted, they have exceeded what they thought they would get for reservations. Everybody fucking wants one. Of so course, it's going to be a minute before you see your car, people. But you can throw down your money now and reserve your spot in line. Hey, um, it's thirty five grand, right? Thirty-five grand. It's not the worst deal, man. It's going to pay itself off with less maintenance. Um, so, so you throw down that thousand. Yeah, you, boss, come on. You throw down that thousand to reserve it. It's going to be a while till you get it anyway. Then you save up some money to make a bigger down payment once you trade do actually car. get it. Yeah, sell and you car. trade it, and you sell your car once you do get it. If you have a car, the, people. I'm sorry if you don't have a car. If this is yeah, your first car, though, I'm jelly because my first oh, car was man. not a fucking Tesla. Yeah, seriously. Any anyone out no there Tesla. with. With rich family buying them Teslas, man. Yeah, yeah. We're, je- we're definitely je- – come give us a ride. If you're in California, hit me up. If you're in New York, hit Matt up. We'll take a ride in your Tesla. Let us get a ride. Man, take, some, and, uh, take some video with you. Tesla's trying to take over the world because, I mean, the Powerwall has a built-in inverter for the Tesla model cars. Just ready to go in case you have one. But what about that automatic driving Oh, my God. You want to talk autopilot? The autopilot is the future. This is Tesla at its finest. Now, he's always thinking ahead. Autopilot is so you can handle business when you're busy and you need to get somewhere. You can keep an eye on the road, but you need to take a glance at something real quick. You should still keep an eye. We're not at the age where it's all the way driving, but this damn thing can pretty much drive you. I mean, some guy got in trouble because he fucking programmed it to bring him to work, and he fucking was sleeping on the way to work. Ha! I've seen a couple of those tweets. Yeah. So the autopilot's already out there. The Model 3 will feature the autopilot, so at $35,000, you're getting a car that drives itself. Don't fucking complain. Oh, man. And it's pretty nice. I sat in one of, I think it was probably the Model S, the first one you talked about? Yeah, four-door beauty. Oh, yeah. I, I sat in one of those when I was up in San Jose just kind of kicking it in uh, this area called Santana Row. They had a Tesla uh, like storefront, basically. And they had one of their show models there. 
uh, so they let me sit inside of it. They had like instead of a center console, it was essentially like a giant iPad. Oh yeah, You'll it find blew that me in away. Their models. It blew me away, and uh, they they have the engine. There, well, there's no engine. It's because it's just a battery. Essentially. Yeah, well, it's yeah, it's all a big giant AC motor. It depends on the model you get. I mean, there's multiple models. Um, the older models have smaller batteries that don't perform, you know, quite the, the same. Right. Um, but it, it is a battery-operated motor. Don't get it wrong. It, it's just not the motor that's combustion-based. It's actually copper reel-based. It's, it's more like an alternator with some added features. It's kind of like it's kind of like leaving a fan on and plugging it in when you want to <laughs> want it to go. Of, it spools and yeah, transfers that energy. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Um, I, I, it blew me away though when they opened the hood and there was nothing there. It was like a second trunk. Yes, yes, because everything about them is like tight, smooth, beautiful. You'll <laughs> find that with anything Tesla makes. The tiles blew my mind when they released them this month. I could, yeah, I just, it's um, absolutely crazy. It's going to be revolutionary. It makes it easy for him. Um, he he is uh, his cousin owns Solar City and he. Elon Musk is actually the chairman on the board. I, most people have heard of Solar City. They're like the number one company that's boosting since Solar I, is. Popping. I feel like I've seen their stocks while I've been kicking around on the stocks app. Yeah, yeah. But oh, back to the, the, this, this autopilot man. His view for the future is that uh, he'd like to have the cars to where you can set them to fleet mode, where you can send them out, and they'll go do like an Uber thing on their own. And uh, whenever you want it back, you just press have it come back, and it wow. can make you money. Now you can also set preferences to where it's only vetted people that are you know a five star rating person that's used a lot, you know. So that no one jacks your car when you so send them to go pick pulls it up. Some shit like your car comes back with condoms in it and shit. I would think they just disengage the autopilot and you know drive off. Well, you can disengage the autopilot when you send it in a fleet mode under his, like, view, like, what he wants to do, but you'll make money, and there's, like, an agreement there, like, that you sign under the app, you know? Yep, yep. It's like That's that's pretty crazy, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's always thinking ahead, man, always thinking ahead. Um, Tesla car company's beautiful. The the Model X is even, it's great. It's a SUV hatchback-looking thing with gold wings. Ugh. Probably the car. coolest, probably the coolest like thing that looks like a soccer mom van that you're ever gonna drive. Yes, yeah, yeah, but it's no soccer van. It's another car that's capable of zero to sixty in under four seconds. <laughs> yeah, I, I rip on it, but it's it's a really cool car. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I would definitely kill, kill, kill to have that car. <laughs> so in uh, 2013, one of his last and latest projects. Elon started mentioning the Hyperloop. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, the Hyperloop is nothing to overlook. The Hyperloop could potentially change the way that we travel altogether. Now, his concept is based... He's Another thing great about Tesla, he usually openly sources his patents so that other companies can use them to develop the technology to the best point it can get to. Nice. So he really is thinking about the future. Okay. It's not. Then, it's not so much about the money grab as it is about whoever can make the best stuff. Yeah, and that's what he wants. You know, he just wants to get us going. 
So the Hyperloop is capable of 800 miles an hour. Um, there's not one in existence, but they have. They're going to be building an actual test out in California by you. Uh, I think that's going to be in Sacramento. But the plan hey, is sign they, me up, dude. Yeah, right. This. Is, well, it's going to be a while before they do human testing. <laughs> sign me up anyway. Do, I'll be the first one. <laughs> L.A. to San Francisco area. Okay, um, it's a 350 mile travel, but they want to make it because it would be 35 minutes to get there. Wow. You know, and I'll tell you from experience, driving down from the Monterey area down to L.A., which is a little bit, it's probably like an hour's like drive off of San Francisco going south. Um, it's like if you go all the way down the coast, it's going to take you like eight hours to get to L.A. If you go in the valley, it's going to take you probably closer to four to six hours, I'd say. So 35, yeah. when you tell me 35 minutes, that just blows my mind. That's my commute to work. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're going a very short distance. Now, the way this works is it's a chamber, and it's a cylinder that goes through this chamber, sealed. Uh, you can imagine it's like the bank teller, like the tube system at the bank, sort of. But what's going on inside is is a system of rails and a magnet so that it floats above it, and then there's a compressor unit in the front of the uh, the unit itself that shoots the air through the rails coming out, so that it adds the pressure to the actual flow instead of, you know, causing an actual reduction in speed. And okay. that's where it actually gets the speed from. Now, the test they're doing in California is only a five-mile track. It won't go 800 miles an hour, but it'll still help them furthermore the experiment and really figure out research to what they need to do to make this an actual possibility. But either way, I mean, this is if this is possible, man, whoa. You're talking game changer. I could be out in Cali in a few like fucking hours. That'd be pretty most. cool. Then we'd yeah. be doing these in the same room instead of across the country via the internet. Yeah, exactly. Now, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll get to rush this, but the last thing I wanted to talk about that uh, that's big right now, with all this Tesla products going on, how the fuck is he producing all this? How is he going to make this Model 3 the cheap, like a third of the cost of the other models? Well... Yeah, I was wondering that, actually. They introduced the idea of the Gigafactory. And now they have Gigafactory 1 open and it's actually manufacturing. Now, what this is, is this 6 million square feet of factory, okay? As Elon Musk put it, 50 billion hamsters lined up. (laughs) (laughs) Why why is it? Wait, hold on. If If you're Elon Musk, why are you measuring things in hamsters? Well, you'll find out that Elon is a terrible speaker, okay? He is, he's no marvel at that. But he'll break it with comedy. He, you can tell he's a nervous guy. He doesn't look at the crowd a lot when he speaks. Um, I've noticed this through doing my research, like watching a lot of videos of him doing speeches and whatnot. He doesn't address the crowd straight on. He won't address the speaker straight on a lot. He'll look at the people on the stage to try to break the focus, it seems like. So he okay. breaks it with humor to kind of, I think, break the nervousness. How does he calculate the amount of hamsters that could possibly fill a gigafactory? Well, you see, as with anything that is Tesla or Elon Musk involved, it comes down to basic physics and engineering. And that's what happened when they designed this factory. Every inch of this place is designed to be maximum efficiency, okay? Um, It's a combination of robots and humans, and it's a fucking mad scientist designed building. (laughs) That's insane. You know, mad scientist is the uh, was the coin term that they used to describe Tesla originally. 
How coincidence, man? Because that's what exactly what I thought when I was like this Giga Factory, and it's Giga Factory One because he redubbed it after they had already come out because he wants to make another one to keep this up. And now okay. they think that his interest that he's had recently in uh, Japan that Japan's going to get Giga Factory Two, nice, which would help bring Tesla over to Europe and Asia. Oh yeah, that that would make it a lot easier for them cause in yeah. terms of transport. They, you know what needs it? China. China really needs to like help, some help with their pollution. Getting some yeah. Teslas over there. Oh my god! Yeah, and the great idea with his whole power <laughs> concept is like uh, you could take the power wall and these solar tiles and put them in the middle of the jungle, and it's eventually heading towards. He wants to keep get rid of wires, exactly like fucking Tesla. How Tesla messed around with wireless energy in the first place. Free wireless energy. This is what we're talking about. Kill the grid. Like we don't need these. They're ugly. Is exactly as Elon Musk has said in, in any of his press conferences. And, Wires are just ugly. Let's and get you know what? Them. You know what I didn't understand is like okay, J, going back to Tesla a little bit. J.P. Morgan was upset with Tesla because when he was building the Wyclef Tower, he wanted to give free energy, wireless energy to people, and they wouldn't be able to monetize it. I don't understand why he they wouldn't be able to work out some way that only specific devices could pick up this wireless energy. I'm no scientist. Yeah, me either. But uh, you would think you would think you know if you can give certain access to specific like podcast episodes or certain episodes on HBO Go, like there's got to be a way that they could have been able to maybe not at that time. Restricted or selective choice, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It like it just seemed like they kind of all just threw their hands up and said, "Never mind." Investigate the Wyclef Tower. That's something cool about Tesla that we didn't get to. But yeah, yeah. This factory, man, it, their goal by 2020 when it's actually fully done, 1.5 million cars per year, which in the whole in- industry in the world, uh, uh, at most 100 million get produced a year. So you're talking, they're they're jumping in full guns ahead, let alone when they open Gigafactory 2 and 3. And they're also, they're inside, they're fabricating all the power walls, power packs, the tiles will probably be manufactured at these facilities. The first one, this one, Gigafactory 1, is located in Nevada. Okay, that makes sense. You know, there's a lot of big open space there where they can build, like, a giant building like that. Yeah, yeah, and they actually mine some of the materials 250 miles south from there uh, for their batteries, so it's actually pretty convenient for them. Nice. Yeah, probably the lithium or something they find out Mm -hmm. in the hills there. Um, is so that Gigafactory will be building cars. It'll be building these home packs. It'll be building these solar panels. Yes, it's, uh, mainly it was meant to focus on the Model Three, I believe. Um, they really want to mass produce this car and get an affordable Tesla out there for the everyday person. That is so cool. Man, now he's, we... he's really about making the world a better place. Since 2014, he has taking a dollar a year salary from Tesla Incorporated, so that. He can give all of the money that he would make to families in need and different projects to help out, you know, the communities. Well, I might be buying some stock in Tesla pretty soon. Man, yeah, it's only going to go up from what I predict. I mean, people are, you know, criticizing it, but I mean, the talk, as soon as this tile came out, people shut the fuck up. They were like, oh, fuck, that complements the power pack like a motherfucker. Oh, absolutely. That's the way to go with it. Yeah, yeah, he's changing the format. Like, he's advancing us again, just like Tesla. We have the technology. We can rebuild the world. <laughs> Better of, than before. It's the, 
The billion or the billion dollar world. That's what we want to make here. The billion dollar world. So that's uh, was that that's it for Elon Musk. That's that's it for Elon Musk for now. I mean, he's always up to something. For now, I'm sure, I skipped over quite a bit. I mean, he has plans to colonize Mars. If you guys haven't checked into that, what? you should really check into that. He really wants to get Earth by 2050 to where like we're a multi we're a multiplanetary uh, species. That's um, something I've been lobbying for. Dude, it makes sense. He he was like, "What if an apocalypse happens?" Huh? We need an out, people. Yeah, definitely. You think like it, it, people? People aren't concentrated on like humanity as a whole versus like different like cultural sects of humanity. This is another uh, podcast. I feel like. Well, yeah, you know, and I hate I cut we were breeze past so much. Let's just say that SpaceX has brought the cost down from traveling the space to uh, one tenth. Okay. Um, that it's a craziness, like the, what they've already done. Um, there's a reason NASA has contracted them to handle all the refuel and resupply, and eventually they will be shuffling, shutter, <laughs> shuffling, shuttling the people up to Mars. Yeah, they're or up shuffling to the space them. station, rather up to the space station. Sorry, go, going I'm, all over I'm the sure they, place. I'm sure they shuffle them into the shuttle. So NASA's contracting a private firm now, like because they've been doing such a stellar job. And it costs a shit ton less than the U.S. government came up with because they redesigned the way that we go to space altogether. They didn't base it, it off of anything. They came up with their whole new design on their rocket. Yeah, that's and see, that's where I would say that a lot of times privatization of uh, specific things is good. Like it, when it's going to take a lot of money, that's when you need to privatize because they, I would say companies can do it a little bit better in that case. Yeah. Well, before before that, before SpaceX, the government had always had their fucking greasy hands all over space. Like, there was no private. <laughs> yeah, you get a budget, and then it's like, you know, we could uh, make this a lot safer if we... Well, you know, it's we, we can't pay for that. Cut, <laughs> this money's cut, gotta go here. Cut that off. Like, how are we gonna afford the sandwiches for the, lunch, the uh, vending machine if we're gonna put extra heat shielding on the shuttle? <laughs> <laughs> no... Elon Musk is going to do this shit right. If you're going to do it once, you're going to do it right. That's how you got to do it. Bring us to the future. Bring us to space. And it's a colonizing plan to jump from Mars to other planets called moon jumping. So it's going to be wild. If you can hold in people, find the fucking fountain of youth, hold on a couple more years, we're going to see some crazy shit. Oh, man, they better start replacing my organs with some robotic stuff because I'm going to need that to hold on. Need new liver, especially. I wanna, I wanna live to see the firstborn Martian. I want the telecommunication to come back to us, however long it takes to transmit from Mars. Or fuck it, you well, know, even, Tesla even I'll take the moon. Apparently, talk to aliens. I'm pretty sure, like that was one of the studies. Like <laughs> he got, uh, he said he had received waves, radio waves from space. Yes, that that was another Tesla one, right? Yes, yeah. But, I mean, yep. we, we'll probably bring up these guys again because, I mean, fucking hey, there's some crazy stories about these motherfuckers. Yeah, maybe we'll do a part two on them. Yep. But uh, of I think we finally got to the part that we've been kind of poking and teasing at the entire time. That's what I was saying. I need a new liver, man. I'm getting fucking drunk over here. Right? Get that robotic liver over because uh, we're, we're going to suggest some beers to you guys. We're going to get at you right hard now. Uh, did you want to start? You want me to? So I can start off. I've uh, I've been balls deep for for a little bit now. You got um, some good stuff. 
So I started off with a nice easy one. Brooklyn Brewery. I love them. Right here in New York, of course. Oh, yeah. So I've never tried Oktoberfest, which is, you know, another one of their brews. um, Let me say it's a nice soft beer. Um, And I guess the idea behind it is that it's brewed in March and then it's stored cold through the summer and they break it out in autumn. That's See, I thought, and when I when you had told me about that, I thought it was a pumpkin thing, you know, being Oktoberfest or whatever. Yeah, you would think that there's some type of autumn magic going on in there. You know, throw some pumpkins, some spice, something like that. But no, right. no, nice light beer, man. I loved it. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it, real good. Since they stored it from what March, you said. Yeah, they store it from March till uh, till fall. It's probably got um, like a nice spring kind of flavor. Break it out till um, man, it's real soft, real. It's got like a light wheat taste to it almost. It's weird. Is it a is it a wet beer? It's an amber lager actually. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, it's real nice and soft though. I'll tell you that. Um, if you're feeling like a beer, it's not gonna go too crazy with the hops or anything. Definitely okay. safe to try. And I Wait. went from there. I went to Magic Hat, man. Um, I always we've been to the Magic Hat Brewery. You've been there a lot more than I have. Um, great. Place. I miss it. I really oh, miss man. it. I love Magic Hat. Their artwork alone draws me in every time to try one of their new beers. Um, what I tried is Electric Peel. Um, fucking phenomenal. It's Ooh, a great girl. fruit IPA. And uh, it's like an MGMT rip rip from the song there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Electric Peel. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, uh, perfect amount of grapefruit. Not like one of those soda type beers. Um, it's still a beer. It's fucking solid. Okay, that's that's good. I I, I yeah. like Magic Cat. They're perfect they're always mix, doing man. good stuff I'll tell you that. with the hops and everything. It's perfect. Nice. Um, then I went from there. I went from Vermont. I went, came back to New York. Went to Queensbury, and I got some of the Davidson Brothers. They have this uh, I Heart New York I-87 IPA, which uh, as a New Yorker, you know I-87, interstate, going north and south, going the main ways. You, you can take south, you take this road. Now, 87 goes all the way into the city and all the way up to Plattsburgh, correct? Yeah, that's how I would go visit you to Plattsburgh. That's how I'd go back to Hyde Park. That's how I'd go to the city. Yep, so if you're unaware of uh, Highway 87, essentially is like the backbone of uh, what you would say New York State is. It goes from Canada all the way down to New York City, and that's that's pretty iconic. That's uh, that's one I'd be interested to try. Oh yeah, yeah, this is definitely another another smooth IPA, man. Um, you had a little texture with the hops and everything, but real fucking good, man. Like I was uh. I've had a few of their brews on draft out at the bars and everything, but uh, I've never tried this one. Really fucking good, though. I'll definitely get it again. Good to yeah. hear. Yeah, With a name yeah. like that, it needs to stand up for itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Representing. Now, I'm trying right now is uh, a beat-up purple haze. Now, this one is a little... It's it's actually like a little soda-y for me. Like, I'm not much of the, the real sweet type. But it's a raspberry lager, okay? Um, okay. Raspberry lager, that's that's an interesting mix. Yeah, man, it's it's kind of soda. Wheat malt. So, But either way, uh, this one is a good breaker probably for people that are a little preempted to try beer or get into the craft scene or any of that type deal. Like This is uh, a good breakover beer because it has a little bit of a sweetness to it. 
it breaks that edge, you know. Like when I first started drinking beers, I didn't like hops a lot. Right. Like they're they're very taste. bitter for a lot of people. Yeah. I didn't like any of the, the ways that beer could go. But now you acquire that taste as you you know, you try more. Um pretty strong on the raspberry, but I'd try it every now and again. Yeah. It's it's a risk with fruit beers. It really is. That's what I knew that going into it, honestly. So is uh, it, that's that's what you got for your beers? Well, if we want to go overboard, I did have. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I had another. Hey, man, this this is our shopping. We declared this before. It's as like man shopping is when you go to the beer store, you walk around, you look at every single beer, and you figure out where they're from. If you got a really nice beer store near you, like World of Beers or Halftime or Bevmo, something like that. Like go there, just spend spend a half hour. Look look around and see what you check can find. it out. You'll end up in in a moment like this where you've We're, you've killed a six pack of samplers and uh, so so I tried Omnigang again. Um, I love Omnigang. I visited their brewery. It's fucking very another, beautiful. Another New York brewery, Cooperstown, Cooperstown, New York. Sorry, um, baseball uh, isn't that the baseball Hall of Fame is there or something? Yes, it is. And also, this is the brewery that makes the Game of Thrones beer. Just so you know. Beer. Now, I do have a Game of Thrones beer in my fridge, but I did not try that. What I tried was the Wit Wheat Ale. Now, talk about a fucking smooth beer. That's what they do. They make quality brews here at Omni Gang. Um, I fucking loved it. Like I, definitely, I was great. Beer. I was I was talking with you earlier about how like we we both have been enjoying the uh, wheat or wit beers more recently. Yeah. yeah, man, it's fucking smooth. It's got a good texture to it. That wheat taste, I love it. I don't know. I definitely I tend to like the wheat beers the most out of all of them. Um, IPAs are great, but you know, just these wheat ales are real. It's super different. tasty, and they don't—they don't flavored. They don't bite too as much as like an IPA or something. Certain IPAs can just go a little overboard with the fucking the bitterness. <laughs> it's like you got a mouthful of hops. Yeah, exactly. Fucking get piney and shit. All right, is it is it my turn? It's a your turn, sir. Is, is your tidal wave of beer over? It's fucking over. I'm sorry. I'm a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drunk guys, we'll address Here. this. I'm, we'll, uh, I'm working on it. We'll give you the title of connoisseur instead. I feel like that. Listen, that's like, more appropriate. you know me. I'm not much of a drinker. I've been no. drinking more. Hey, I'm just getting over a breakup. We're good. <laughs> I would I would say it's I would say it's better when you're getting craft beer because then you're enjoying it rather than just yes. like saying getting paps or getting like nothing against paps or bud light or bud heavy. Like do what you got to do if that's all you all you got to go for. But if you can afford it, go buy like a cool beer from somewhere. Treat it's yourself. It's weird. Yeah, like there's a whole world out there that would open that door like Beer is fucking. There's variety. Super tasty. I uh, I recently found out that the uh, guy at the Bevmo, which is the kind of world of beer that I go to uh, locally, the guy Jeff that works there, me and him kind of have the same palate going on. So anything that he sort of likes, I've been trying myself. Um, one That's thing. Good. 
Yeah, I, I, that's I good. liked that's it. A, you got a, what would that be called? Like a beer uh, butler, like a beer. Ooh, yeah, concierge. A beer, a beer, uh, yeah, concierge. I like that. A beer concierge. That's awesome. You got your own personal one, chilling at the store waiting for you. And he's got a badass beard going on too. I got to definitely give that to him. So, me, uh, one of the things that I saw Jeff suggest was Ballast Point, which is a California beer. And I got Victory at Sea. It's a porter with coffee and vanilla. I actually, I just finished it while we were talking here. And it's, for a dark beer, it's not super, super, super dark. It's, uh, it's like a nice balance and you can definitely taste the vanilla uh, sort of on the after, like, taste of it. Okay, so, yeah, got a little bit of that vanilla <clears throat> going on. Usually with a darker beer, I like darker beers, it's tough to sort of get them down sometimes if they're super dark. That's what I, why I threw, like, three supers on there. It's, yeah. it's It's probably, I would say, dark. You know, if you're going to have a dark coffee, it's, like, it's along that lines. And, and the coffee flavor definitely stood out, too. Ballast Point has made some really good stuff. I also suggest their Sculpin, which is like a... They, they also had a Sculpin with pineapple. That's like kind of like an IPA. I think or I've I, seen I believe their it's a, shit around I believe like it's an a IPA. lot of places. Yeah. The uh, second one that I would suggest... This one's kind of like a Shandy, but it's an Austrian version. It's a beer called Stiegel, and it, they call it a Rattler. R a d l e r, so like rad. Dude, it'll sneak up or, and bite you like a rattler snake. Quite possibly. Rattler. The, uh, now this one's not so much a beer. Well, it's it's got beer, but it's also beer and fruit soda. It's forty percent Stiegel Goldbrow and sixty percent fruit soda from natural ingredients, and it was a grapefruit flavor. So it was really refreshing. I liked having it during the day. Um, yeah, it's like a shandy. If you've ever had uh, summer shandy, uh, there's a bunch of brands out there that do them where it's like part beer, part lemonade. It's If you're not big on beer, again, it's another good one to go into. It's also, I would say, a good introduction to like sours if you haven't tried any of those, which I've yeah. been, me and Matt have been getting into. Yeah, sours can be fun. You can definitely find a good palate with different sours. Grapefruit sours are real good, apparently. That one you sent me, I fucking loved. Yeah. Pa- the, oh, what was that passion fruit? That was passion fruit, actually. Passion fruit sour, yeah. The yeah, That uh, was dank. Oh. Uh, I forget the name of it. We've had too many beers. Too many <laughs> beers already. We're too deep into this, people. Yep. We're too deep. Gotta pull us out. Well, that's, I mean, that's it. That's what we had planned for uh, this episode. It brings us to the end of another podcast here at American Soccer Podcast. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it as we always try to bring you something interesting, something different, a little bit of variety. We change it up. Um, not the usual. You know, we try to maintain the usual bizarre news because who doesn't fucking like to hear about something weird? Right. I'm, I enjoyed it. I'll throw I that out it. there. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I, I enjoyed had a good time. looking into this. I mean, very interesting fucking topics. Again, we're probably going to end up talking about this shit more. Part two might have to come out because... There's a lot to discuss here. Yep. But fucking check us out, people. Get at us, americanslacker.wordpress.com. You can get at us on Twitter, at A-M-R-E. 
A-M-E-R. A-M-E-R. Oh, thank it's you for a, call. You know, our A-M-E-R. Twitter, whoever, whoever has American Slacker on Twitter, I've gotten at them. I've gotten at them, and they haven't gotten back to us. They're not about to release the name. I feel like they've forgotten they even own it. But we have, like, all our other social medias on point. Yeah, this one's a little bizarre. A-M-E-R-S-L-K-R podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Okay, there get at go. that. Get at that Am- shit. Amher Slacker Podcast. American Slacker spelled out normally. American Slacker Podcast at Facebook or Instagram. Definitely check it out. We're always trying to keep up some new promos, a little advertising. Get you some guys some cool fucking content on there as well. We're big on Instagram. We are big on Instagram. That's our favorite outlet for social media. We're always putting stuff up throughout the week, so definitely follow us and like some of the shit we're putting up. Interact. Yeah. Send some comments our way. Tell us what you like and don't like. Again, check out this week. We might have something coming out. A little treat, a little bonus content. Very interesting. Yeah, keep an eye out because uh, you never know. You never know. Well, uh, I guess uh, I guess I could, I could say, um, well, that's it. And uh, there you go. Thank you.